Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, pop people. This week, we're sorting through the debris of a TV ad to find out how Bill Clinton ended up shagging Mrs. Mangle from Neighbours. We'll decide who's more famous, Paul Keating or Jim Robinson, and rewrite a classic scene from the 1981 movie Raiders of the Lost Ark to include a massive Italian chocolate. All this, and quite possibly the death of irony, in this week's episode of Classic Ads for Simpler Times. My name's Steve Cook, and along with my co-host, award-winning advertising creative and TV ad director, Tony Williams. Hello, Steve. We'll be reviewing The Ambassador's Party, a Ferrero Rocher TV ad that first aired in the UK in 1993. Bill Clinton is president. I did not have sexual relationships with that woman. Paul Keating is the Australian Prime Minister. John Major is the British Prime Minister. The World Trade Centre gets blown up. There is a siege at Waco in Texas. And the Australian TV landscape is changed forever when Jim Robinson in Neighbours dies. So did you want to do the beginning again? Because I spoke over you with Bill Clinton. No, really? It's just like, there's a siege. Bill Clinton and Jim Robertson has sex with Mrs. Mangle. <laughs> I know who Jim Robertson is, but I didn't know who Paul Keating was. I'm going to put you on the spot here. The strapline for this ad is a sign of good taste. At the end of the podcast, I want you to give me what the strapline should actually have been. So we need... Okay. All right. So let's listen to the audio from the ad at this point. For both our listeners, there's a YouTube link to the ad in the pod notes, so have a look if you fancy it. If you can't be asked, Tony's going to describe it in a way that will make you feel as if you were on set when it was shot. The ambassador's receptions are noted in society for their host's exquisite taste that captivates his guests. Do you want to take us through the ad? First thoughts. Well, it's a classic, obviously. 
we're at this party. The uh, the guy who's hosting it gives a wink to his his butler to bring out the good stuff, and uh, he sort of totters along with this this sculpture of of golden balls, and um, just goes to all the all the um, the good looking people with equally as sculptured hair. I think there's a lot of eighties hairspray in there. There's a lot of um, dubbing, um, so you know they say a word like, and you can make them sound like everyone. Oh, for me, lovely. And then they speak to the women also. So they have them. And what's interesting is that they unwrap them and they eat them. But unlike the experience of anybody that's ever eaten a Ferrero Rocher, they never show afterwards because you've got shit all in your teeth and it's impossible. So I can't imagine being at one of these events and eating a Ferrero Rocher without another little man behind him with a glass of water because it just looks like you've got bits all over all over your teeth. It's very hard to get rid of. And they go, oh, yes, ambassador for me, you're spoilers. And, um, and they enjoy it. And then it, the music builds to a, a, a climax and that unforgettable, not unrecognisable, unforgettable um, end sequence of, um, of that, that tagline, which was... A sign, a sign of, of good, good taste. taste. Which, yeah, ironically, none of it was. Okay, there's so much to unpack in this, isn't there? There's so much to talk to you. So this, this, the product itself is brought to you by the people who gave the world Nutella. So it's an Italian company who apparently during the Second World War, ran out of chocolate and so decided to start making chocolates out of hazelnuts because there was a, a World War II glut of hazelnuts. Makes a lot of sense, actually. I didn't know that because you imagine there's a, a bunch of testers trying all this and they put this new chocolate that isn't chocolate made out of nuts into their mouth. They taste it. I go, I'm sorry, I don't like this. And they would put it in a little bit of tissue and roll it back up <laughs> and put it back into the box. That's exactly how I think it was created. You can imagine it, right? You know when you're being polite, you have, to, you have to put a bit of meat back into, the, into, your, into your napkin or something, roll it back up, put it in the box, and someone's walked to the end and said, hey, at least they look a bit good. <laughs> this whole thing has created some kind of mind storm in my head because in my, in my head, I first watched this ad when I was about eight years old, sat in front of a gas fire in Yorkshire watching the TV at Christmas. Okay, I'm about eight years old, and this incredibly, incredibly um, sophisticated advert comes on the TV. It turns out that when the ad actually aired, I was 32. What? <laughs> in, 19, in 1993. <laughs> so, uh, so it's the first of all. So the ad has some kind of time warping um, ability. 1993 was the first time that ad aired. 1993 was the first time the ad dropped. Here we go. Okay, so I'll give you, I'll give you more of my um, little research nuggets. The original ad was shot in Eastern Europe and was created by Ferrero Rocher's executive management team, reporting directly back to the company's owner, Pietro Ferrero. And um, apparently, Ferrero Rocher have always refused to comment about whether the ad was intended as a piss take or not. <laughs> Which I think the answer is in, in the silence. Name three other uh, chocolate brands that you could buy at Christmas at the same, uh, in 1993. Thank you very much for the... Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. Thank you very much. Thank you very, very, very much. Quality Street, was that? Mm, um, roses. Roses, okay. So ro- that that, that's the same thing, isn't it? Roses ro- and no, quality. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, they're different. Quality street okay. in the tin. There was roses in the tin. 
Um, and then yeah. there was the, okay, the other one is the only time they ever got bought was at Christmas after eight. Do you remember? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we got roses, we got after eight. What else only gets bought at Christmas? Oh, those, those fruity things with sugar all around them. They're horrible. The dried fruit things. All in a tray laid out. Your family were obviously a bit posher than my family. Um, we didn't have no dried fruit when I were a lad. So you got After Eights, you got Roses, you got Quality Street. You always matchsticks. What were they called? Matchsticks. Were they called matchsticks? Long chocolate, long Yeah, long no, no, things, I know yeah. what you mean. Ma- matchmakers. Matchmakers. So matchmakers are what you bought your mum, weren't they, at Christmas? Yeah. You bought your mum as a, as a special and then proceeded to eat them yourself yeah. when she left them unopened. On Quality Street, he always had a favourite. Roses, he always had a favourite because all the purple ones would be gone because his sister likes them. I've always had a bit of an issue with Quality Street and Roses. It's all, I mean, it's 90% shite, basically, isn't it? You don't want to eat any of it. Dairy box, dairy milk. Dairy milk, milk tray. Milk tray. Milk tray. All because the lady loves milk tray. I think. Um, Was that Christmas? I think that's on the list of classic ads, isn't it, to be reviewed? Oh, okay. What's the strategy? Is um, to show that these are for refined people only. If you've got style, then you must have these. If you want that something a little extra special, above, you know, your normal tins of, of goo. And there was, um, they were in a, a clear box. And so they looked exclusive because they're all individually wrapped. Don't you reckon it was the box that elevated the whole thing? The box, maybe this says more about me than the, the product. The box was a problem for me because once one was taken, you could, you could tell. They went down, so you might as well have two. And if you've had two, then you might as well have three. And so it was very easy to tell when someone had been slipping their fingers in and nicking them, like I used to. Because this is the sort of thing you put on display for a couple of days. It's really interesting, isn't it, actually? Yeah, because my favourite was always after eight, because you could eat the after eight and put the little blanket Mm. back in the box. Mm -hmm. And it was really difficult to tell until right at the end. You could get to the end of a box of after eight mints and it would look like it was full, Mm. but there were no mints in it. Mm meaning that you couldn't get thrashed within an inch of your mm. life by your parents for taking all the after-aids. Yeah, but for Air Russia, no. Unless you saw people with bits of shit all between their teeth walking around the house. That was a giveaway, wasn't it? Yeah. So th- so basically what we're saying is that um, for Air Russia was the Stella Artois of chocolates, yeah. reassuringly expensive. Yeah, but were they that expensive? Well, they were actually cheap as chips, apparently, yeah. and still are. We agreed now. The proposition could quite possibly be affordable luxury. Affordable luxury, yeah. Especially if you're living in a pit village just outside Leeds. In 1983. <laughs> in 1993, even though you think it's 1973. Yeah. Obviously, that YouTube clip is a bit dodge. But when you look at that ad, let's assume that, you know, it was, put your goggles on and, and pretend that it was shot in 4K. What can you tell me about the process of making that ad? Well, the process of making it, I'm not sure. But the, I guess the principle behind what you're seeing on screen is that it's a beautiful product for beautiful people, a sophisticated product for sophisticated people in sophisticated situations, or even if you just want to feel that way. I think they've done very well to show the product almost from the opening when Alfred sort of wheels them over and... You know, the, the, the height of, of fashion, I guess, at the time, which is the hairsprayed hair and the, and the Superman glasses on the guys and, and what have you, and the sort of bright white teeth just represents perfection in every way. What's interesting, again, is they, because it was such a, I guess it was revolutionary at the time, is they have to show the shot to show what's inside it. You know, they couldn't get away with just saying, look, these are some sweet sort of things. But they don't have that traditional 
um, sort of shot like Pizza would show in the cheese pool or, you know, the, the cut to pack shot where it shows the animated opening, cracking open, showing what's inside or anything like that. It's all kind of real. There's no cutaway to show, you know, how luxurious it is inside. So if you were shooting that ad today, then you think that there'd probably be like some kind of CGI oh, without a doubt. opening of the of the actual product showing? Yeah. Because apparently, I, I, it's, it's a long time since I've had one, but apparently there's a whole hazelnut in each one. So you do the CGI, split the product, the hazelnut cream kind of oozes out you'd and see, then yeah. there's... See all these hazelnuts falling. Knot in the middle. Yeah, you'd see the hazelnuts fall, falling, forming a nice little ball shape, and it cracks open, and then all this ooey stuff comes out, and then you'd show them smiling at each other. Gee, you're good at this, aren't you? Oh, that, okay. that was pretty good. But they don't in this, which is quite brave, I suppose. But then again, did they do anything like that? In, what in- were you doing in 1993? Not telling you. Well, because I'm wondering how else that could have been shot. So in what was the state of CGI, for instance, in 1993? Well, it would have been, yeah. I mean, 1993 was the year... Before I came to Australia, um, it was the the year of all the big brands, uh, you know, as normal, you know, um, sports brands were doing things. But CGI, yeah, of course, they would have been able to do that to some degree. I mean, how did uh, people like Topic or um, is it Polos? They used to show them all stacked up in the tube and then the tube used to wrap around them afterwards so you knew what was inside. They would have been completely capable of doing it. I guess the the interesting thing is not that exciting or sexy or good looking because it does look like a chewed up bit of um, Nutella. So I suppose if it does look like that, there's no reason you'd want to do it, would there? But like, so, boss, should we put a picture of what's inside? No, no need to do that. They've done a really good job of putting the product in virtually every shot, haven't they? Yeah. Well, they've they put the product, they've put these little golden things, which I suppose is the product at the end of the day, because it's not like, you, you know, when you have them or you give them out in, in real life and situations, you don't normally take a handful. I suppose that's Mr. Ferrero in the background while they're shooting the ad. Where is where is where is your chocolate? Probably, yeah. He's German now, apparently. Oh, is he? <laughs> He's German. So yeah, it's um yeah they, they do the product, but it's not that exciting looking. So I guess that's yeah. But they do do a consumption shot where they, they eat it. They just don't go into much detail. Oh, everybody eats it. It's interesting talking about the craft thing. So I I wanted to talk to you about that before I shoved in my four penneth worth. I bumped on a load of stuff in this. When it opens, it sounds like it's recorded simultaneously at a Billy Connolly concert and a football match. So there's about 50,000 people all pissing themselves laughing and another 50,000 people clapping. But the vision shows everybody stood stock still. That was the first thing I bumped on. The other thing is, I was surprised that they managed to get more than three people in the room because of the size of the shoulder pads. That's the that was the big give the big nineteen ninety three giveaway, and I thought it was all going swimmingly until about eleven seconds in, when the hair and makeup department drops the ball fairly spectacularly with the bloke who appears to be using lard as a hair product, <laughs> and um, and his wife who's wearing a Margaret Thatcher wig. Is it his wife? Exactly. It is fairly plausible until we cut to reveal Morticia Adams mm. with her hot date, Colonel Dietrich from Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is. It is. Yeah, I see you found me. You fans are going. So, <laughs> so, how random is this? So this guy's name, this is a bloke, he's a German character actor called Wolf Kahler, who was Colonel Dietrich in Raiders of the Lost Ark. And in a neat, a neat little kind of loop, yeah, I was asking you about the state of CGI mm. in 1993. Well, Raiders of the Lost Ark was made in 1981. 
And can you remember the iconic scene? Well, he's running down the tunnel with a massive Ferrero Rocher coming down. <laughs> Jim through the tunnel. That's it. That's what would have been a better app, wouldn't it? It's like a snowball. It started off as a little hazelnut, and by the end of it, it gathers all this shit around it. So it's a big one. So that's got a great idea. It's got some sort of snack food for Christmas. Wrap it in gorillas. They love it. That's where it came from. That's what they should have done. It was probably about as light as well as that big rock, wasn't it? Yeah, that'd be brilliant. I think quite think what we had. <laughs> the curly gets flattened and looks up, smiles at the camera, and he's got Ferrero Rosé all in his teeth. Oh, you completely hijacked my sorry. thread. Oh, sorry. My thread there. So, yes, I do remember. Uh, sorry. So, do you, rem- do you remember the iconic scene, Colonel Dietrich's I- iconic scene? What happens to him when they open the, uh, when they take the lid off the Ark of the Covenant? Well, uh, remind me. Do you remember? Basically, his face melts, but it looks like it's uh, a project that somebody's done in primary school. So it looks like somebody's taken a couple of crayons and then set fire to them and put some fake eyeballs in I it. Remember seeing it. Okay, right. You don't remember it? No. But that was that was the problem for me. Like, Colonel Dietrich, I, d- I didn't believe in Ferrero Rocher world after that. Mm. And also, what happened to Colonel Dietrich's career that... 12 years after he starred in, well, you know, co-starred in Raiders of the Lost Ark, one of the great movies of the 20th century, 12 years later, Colonel Dietrich Mm. is a random Euro in a Ferrero Rocher ad. The other fourth wall issue I had was that everybody knows that Colonel Dietrich is German. In the ad, he says, Excellente. In Italian. I just dropped out after that. After, basically, I can't remember anything after Colonel Dietrich says, Excellente, in Italian, when everybody knows that he is actually a Nazi. So there you go. That, that was my craft, my craft issues. I d- after Wolf came on, it was a bit of a stretch after the guy with the lard in his hair, but after Wolf came on, I didn't believe anymore. Mm. I, it took me out of the ad, out of the ambassador's residence. I didn't believe in the ambassador anymore. I, didn't, I just didn't believe. So you were believing the, um, the soccer chants and the, the Billy Connolly um, concert-sized people. You were, you were on board with all of that as they went in, in the entire room? Look, I, if, you, if you had to backfill it, I could, I could see another room where possibly there was off-screen another room they may have had a magician or something like that in there the ambassador has rustled up um or that child with a violin solo something like that somebody's pulling a rabbit out of a hat or a rabbit out of a child or something the first lady she says what does she say something like thank you or oh for me or Something like that. Is that Coke? Or whatever she says. But then her, but her lips look like she says, wow, I've got a great arse. Yeah? Because it is around that era, and it does look like that sort of party. I feel that this ad has made a contribution to the vernacular. So in certain places with certain people at certain times, certain events will happen, and somebody will say... Ambassador, you spoilers. For instance, so we would do, do this in our house if you brought out a sausage roll on a plate 
So instead of eating the sausage roll out the back, which is what you do, somebody puts a sausage roll on a plate and puts a blob of ketchup on the plate, hands you the sausage roll, and you have to say, Ambassador, you spoilers. Okay. Is that only me? No, no. I, Is that a thing? Um, well, obviously, it only yeah worked with people who understood what the fuck you're on about. No, it, it is. It's, it's for a specific um, generation, whether it be movie quotes or whether it be commercials. Um, you have to be from that generation to understand it. But yeah, I still do it with my mum and dad. You know, talk about British commercials or, or you know put taglines up or you know you have mashed potato. And, and the cl- classic Australian one now is, uh, although you know, I'm not hearing it as often as I used to, but not Happy Jam is the, oh, is yeah. the Australian oh, one. Jam, yeah. Okay, so there is this, well, ha- this, so this oh. effectively, this ad has no cultural significance outside my house. No, it does. I think it's famous for being crappy. Right. It's so bad, it's good. So it does have cultural significance. Basically, what we're saying is that you, to be able to buy and consume this product, you have to have no sense of irony. Right, I'm going to give you one more factoid before I ask you to give it marks out of five. Here's my factoid. Uh, I've written this down. In a case of life imitating art, the Italian ambassador to the UK really does insist on serving Ferrero Rocher to his guests. He has bowls of them in every room in his London office and residence. That's how proud the Italian ambassador is of Ferrero Rocher. I think that answers your very first point of whether it was done ironically or whether it was done. That's really that's intent. a really good point actually. Because yeah. Unless everyone's on the joke and nobody's told the local <laughs> ambassador of England. No, these are very nice, very expensive. Um, right? Then I think it's maybe, quite serious because what, otherwise they, it's a bit of a long joke. Maybe they cost a fortune in Italy. Maybe they're really, really expensive in Italy and it's just that in Australia you just go down at Woolworths and you can literally, you can get this exactly the same plastic box of Ferrero Rocher for $4.95. That's it. Well, maybe those are the ones with in the real Italy, gold. In Italy, they cost $49.45. Maybe, maybe they do because, yeah, so obviously taking it serious. Okay, wrapping it up. I need you to give me marks out of marks out of five for that ad. For different categories or overall? No, you, however you want to mark it, but I want to know marks out of five. Well, I think for product, uh, for, for branding, I think it's got to have a, a four, 4.5 out of five because you put any little golden wrapped up ball on the table and 99% of the population would go Freya Russia. So it's done that. And in our house, we'd go ambassador. Ambassador, you, yeah. You spoil it. And if you put one next to a sausage roll, <laughs> blows your mind, right? <laughs> So I think no one is ever going to get confused. Get uh, sorry, I think no one is ever going to confuse a Ferrero Rocher with any other product anywhere. Absolutely with you here. So you couldn't look at that and change the logo on the end to After Eight. No. Or or roses or no. Yeah. No, it's Ferrero Rocher. Okay. Like All right. So else. You, you you're giving it strong branding marks. Yes. Yep. That's got to be definitely a four point five um, for production. I think at the time, um, and for the fact that it was for. Uh, possibly global market or at least you know, wider than the original one I think they did quite well probably a 3 out of 5 um, music I think that's definitely a 3.5 to 4 that works um, for the dubbing and for the well excellent um, for the casting I think it's going to be a 2 so it's 13 13.5 out of 20 right I'd see I reckon that's in some ways I think it's low 
But in other ways, I think it's incredibly high. What are the top high. 20 ads? Where did it appear? I uh, don't know. I've got to go back and re- research that. Well, in fact, we've just done a good favour. There is a possibility that I made that up. Well, we'll never get the facts in the way of a good story. <laughs> but the interesting thing is, if that ad ran today, and you were you know, sitting down to watch TV, and that ad ran today, how would you feel about it? Forgetting about the quality, but let's just say it was styled for today, it still had the same sort of dub, um, same scenario, but it was obviously shot you know, 4K as opposed to VHS as it looked like it was there. How would you feel about it today? I'm, I don't know how I feel about it. I really would don't. It run, I don't. Would it make you run out? No. No, definitely not, no. because you don't see what's inside. No. Right? All you see is some, somebody no. unwrapping it. But back in the day... I think the worst thing they could have done, actually, is done a CGI and shown you what's in it. Exactly. That's what I mean. So, but yeah, they obviously did something right back in the day because it's still available today and we're still talking about it. Yeah. The reason they didn't do the CGI is because it's not that fantastic. It's a pretty distasteful product, really. No, I don't think it's a sort of one of those Moorish things. But what it does represent is a time and a mood and a, and a whole ambience of, of Christmas and celebration. And that's why we give it 13.5 points out of 20. Ferrero Rocher, 13.5 points. So, Tones, going back to um, the right at the top of the podcast, I asked you to come up with a new strap line for the ad to replace the existing strap, which is a sign of good taste. Before you give me a new strap, I'm going to give you mine, because as a suit, obviously, I know fucking better than you what it should be. And the new strap line is, they're shit, but your mum loves them. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for your work. So I think it would be Ferrero Rocher. Give the impression you care. I think it could be Ferrero Rocher. You can't go wrong with golden balls. I think it could be. Oh, here we go. He's on a roll now. Ferrero Rocher. Unwrap the crap. It's like Ferrero Rocher, give your mum a new box. <laughs> Ferrero Rocher, slip your hand into mum's box. <laughs> Fucking hell, it's almost like you've done this before. Ferrero Rocher, fuck this shit! <laughs> I was in Raiders of the Loft Art! <laughs> I could have been someone, you know. <laughs> Ferrero Rocher, I finally found the gold. <laughs> <laughs> That's bigger than me. Well then, all good things must come to an end. That was our review of a classic ad from Simpler Times. Thanks for turning up, Tones. It's been emotional. You're welcome, Ambassador. Hit the subscribe button and you can listen to two middle-aged men laughing at their own jokes every week as we continue the shambles that is our podcast. Classic ads from simpler times. Thanks for listening.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 